Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Anyway, let's bring in Chris Turnage, who's on the hotline. Talk a little NFL. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, doing well, guys. Justin, I like the tip there. I've, I've been known to have a lead foot, so I might, uh, I might try that yes. uh, next time I get stopped. You Chris. can also jump out and scream, bees, bees, we're attacked by bees. Run, <laughs> run. It worked for Tommy Boy. Or y'all can just slow down. Just slow down. No, no, that's not an option. Yeah, it is. No. Um, what do you got? Uh, Chris, let me ask you this before we get into some of the details on the new CBA and all that. Uh, how about for you personally? What are some of the ways you're being impacted as an agent right now? You know, this is unprecedented territory for us. We've had um, numerous pro days that get canceled, and pro days are extremely critical, um, especially for guys not going to the combine. And some of these schools were saying, hey, we're going to try to postpone it, bake it up in April. Uh, the problem was is, is we didn't think the draft was going to be moved back, and they just announced that the draft is not going to be moved back. And so at that point, pro days in April, the scouts aren't even going to come. And so – We've been very proactive, and we're having the training facilities actually film pro days uh, for our guys and, and go through the whole thing. We're having ex-scouts come, and, and so we kind of tried to coordinate that, but it's it's unprecedented with these guys that have been training since January, um, and then all of a sudden they don't get an opportunity to showcase in front of scouts, and a lot of times that's where the late-round guys make moves is that pro day. So that's been one thing. The other thing is free agency. Nobody knew if that was going to start or what was going to happen there. We've been talking with some teams and treading lightly, and then you know they've announced, hey, free agency is on go. Everything is is normal in that regard. So those two things have been pretty pretty crazy to work through. Huh. Where's Tom Brady going to sign? You know, I talked with uh, the Patriots beat writer this morning, and he he thinks he's not coming back to New England. He thinks it's a it's a foregone conclusion he's going to go somewhere else. Um, and I think uh, Tampa is heavily in that mix. Uh, they just let Jameis Winston walk in free agency, so he's going to be a free agent. doesn't mean they can't re-sign him, but he's going to be a free agent. And Bruce Arians loves Brady and has promised he can give Brady play calling ability and even roster um, management somewhat on offense. Uh, so I think that's interesting. And then I think uh, the Raiders and the Chargers are both going to make some, some pushes for Brady as well. Okay, Tampa, explain that. Why would that be attractive I mean, when I look at them, I don't see that they're a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Are they? Am I missing it? I would agree with that. However, you've got Bruce Arians, who's known, you know, with, with a great offensive mind. You've got two great receivers um, there. You've got a good core of nucleus on their defense. Um, I mean, I would agree with you, Wes. I don't think they're one quarterback away. However, if you, I mean, Jameis Winston led the league in interceptions, and if you take away half of those, they probably won three or four more games last year because so many of them came in the red zone at critical times and would have been a playoff team if that happened. So, I mean, maybe um, if I'm Tom Brady, I definitely want to make sure it's a playoff team, but but that's a that's an interesting point. Cowboys, uh, I guess they couldn't get it done with Amari Cooper. I kept thinking it was going to happen. Yeah, I did too. I thought, uh, and, and I think it still might. Um, you still might see that with Amari. Uh, they get something done. They obviously franchise back. Um, they're going to probably let Byron Jones walk um, in free agency there. He's going to be the highest-paid corner in the league um, when all is said and done. And so I, I think there's still a chance to resurrect that with Amari and, and come in at, you know, three-year deal, you know, $50 million, something like that, 55. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's done yet, but I was surprised that they didn't get it done before the deadline. What did you think of the Titans and the Tannehill deal? You know, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, everybody has the images of Tanny Hill back from Miami, and it's like, oh, he's a bum, he sucks. But at the same time, he, he was perfect for what the Titans wanted to do last year in that offense. Um, it was very efficient and comes at a cheaper price tag than what 
some of the other guys did. So didn't surprise me a whole lot. I did think they might make a run at Brady, um, and maybe they did. Maybe Brady said, no, I'm not interested. Who knows what really happened behind the scenes there. But, um, but hey, the Titans have a guy that they feel comfortable with that let him let him to the playoffs last year, basically. So um, on his shoulder, he had Derrick Henry. So I think they're comfortable with that. Chris Turnage with us, NFL agent on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Chris, when you look at the uh, the new agreement, one more playoff team per league or per uh, conference, you're going to have one less preseason game. The schedule changes in 2021. What What's your takeaway? With, well, let's start with the schedule. What's the best way to do it with an odd number of games? Yeah, you know, right now with the with the 16 game season, it works out perfectly because you have the divisions play the other divisions, and it just works out. So, I think what you're going to have is they're going to they're they're going to try to at least do this where to create more parity in the league. So the teams that go far that win the Super Bowl are going to have a harder schedule the following season. So that one extra game is going to be a game against a better opponent. And they can talk about potentially also making that extra game the uh, you know neutral site game, whether it's Mexico. England, Canada, wherever. Um, so there's been talk about that, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I don't know how they're going to do that yet. I'm glad I'm not the schedule maker because everybody's going to complain. I have a feeling when that when that 17th game shows up in 2021. Yeah, with that being more prolific, I wonder if they would ever consider playing these at neutral sites in non NFL American communities, like Tuscaloosa. I mean, like you got War a Memorial Stadium, Stadium West. Well, you only got 55,000, but that would be How about but, Razorback Stadium. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe some of these college uh, venues holding a, a a game there at a non-traditional spot. I think that would be great for the growth of the game. Yeah, I think so too. And you might see some something like that. I, I think there absolutely could be a potential for for that aspect if it's not a, a you know a game in a different country. I think you could see some openings to to games like that. Yankee Stadium, you know, as they they host a bowl game, convert it to yeah. an NFL stadium. Just just some different venues like that would be it would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean the Jets would actually be worthwhile to go watch if they played at Yankee Stadium. You know, exactly. Maybe the ghost of the Yankees could come <laughs> help them out and uh, the spirits there. You know. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And then uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, I was a little surprised, Chris. I guess I thought they would fight harder for fewer preseason games. Admittedly, the top guys don't play much in the preseason anyway, so it's not a huge deal. But it's just a nuisance of having to go. Um, but I thought maybe they would get a couple of those games dropped while getting uh, agreeing to play one more game that counts. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that, Justin, is the, is the, there's so much diversity amongst the, the membership of the Players Union. You've got guys who actually depend on that those preseason games to make a roster, the ones who are at the bottom of the roster, and then you've got the veterans who don't want it. So the, the NFLPA does have a tough spot because on all, on all issues, not just this, they're negotiating for people who are in different financial aspects, different contract aspects, and then different – positions as far as the team goes and and like i said i, I have guys that sometimes are at the bottom end that would love eight preseason games if they could get it you know more time to get out there so uh there was that factor that played in um but i, I think at some point you'll you'll still see they'll be willing to reduce the preseason down to two even even amidst this 10-year cba i think you'll see that it happen at some point talking to chris turnage nfl agent on the brand of moving and storage hotline one of the other things uh that's a gain for the players an increase from 47 percent of the league revenues given to the players with that percentage dependent on the length of the season what's the percentage going to be do you know yeah, so the the guaranteed minimum percentage is going to be forty eight percent. Okay, um, which at forty eight percent, that's going to be the highest 
out of any American sport when you take away, when you look at the total revenue, and because the, and the, a lot of other sports will have owner takeoffs off the top mm-hmm. for stadium credit. And this, this and so 48% at its face would be the highest in any other sport. And then once they go to a 17th game, there's what's called a media kicker in there. Depending on the amount of that media contract, it could go up as high as 48.5 or 48 and three quarters percent um, for the remainder of the CBA. So it's very dependent on what the league negotiates as the TV deals for that to increase up to that standpoint. Is that a good deal in your opinion? Yeah, overall, I think it is. Um, I think this benefits vastly 90% of the league. You've seen many of the vocal guys that were against it, Aaron Rodgers, Richard Sherman. Um, but I think it is ultimately a good deal. The problem was the last CBA wasn't great. Um, and you're having to kind of make up strides from that, but there was a lockout and players were running out of money. They said, let's just get this deal done. And so, obviously, in the perfect world, you say, hey, let's get it 50 50. But if you're the owners, if you don't have to do that, why do that? And, you know, moving up a point and a half translates to over $5 billion to the players um, wow. over the course of the deal. So that's a pretty significant gain. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that's not going to be touted probably at the at the top by the NFL or the players or the media, but I'll point it out, uh, narrowing the testing period for players for marijuana use plus lower discipline for using it and a reduction in on-field fines. This, in 2020, just seems like commonsensical legislation to me. Uh, how big of an impact is that going to have, do you think? I mean, I don't know how many guys get busted for weed now. I don't know how big a deal that is. You know, there's a lot of guys that get busted that you never hear about. Um, This was something that the players said, hey, they absolutely wanted to make headway on, and this was an issue that the owners didn't really care much about. So owners were in a perfect position from a negotiation standpoint. All right, we'll give you that marijuana concession, but you got to give us this. And so, (laughs) um, you know, you're not going to see hardly – the threshold also for a positive test went up. So now you've got to just have a ton of marijuana in your system to even test positive. Um, because that threshold went up, so I think I think you're yeah you're going to see virtually the end of those those penalties and, the, and those those uh, suspensions you know for marijuana testing. Good. Today we found out the NFL draft is going to go on, but it won't happen in Vegas. What do you see happening? Yeah, they're going to televise it, and I think it's going to be kind of old school, um, where you're just going to see you know Mel Kuypers of the world somewhere in the studio, and a name will come up. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have the commissioner still announce it or what from that standpoint, but. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be just kind of back in the in the nineties um, where there was no fanfare and you just had them in a room and everybody was read the name off and said all right that's it so I, I think you're absolutely going to see that you know it's interesting there was some prop bets as to how many players would get arrested during the Vegas draft weekend so I guess those are probably safe now off the, off the board. I, I had a question about Hunter Henry. He got the uh, franchise tag for the Chargers, right? Correct. Okay, so how does that work as far as the top salaries? Is that for the moment it's franchise? Because I, I just see right now where the Falcons, former Falcons tied in, Austin Hooper is now the NFL's new highest paid tied in, and he's headed to the Cleveland Browns. Does that impact the numbers <laughs> for Hunter as talk, someone else signs? Is that good news for him too? Talk about your good news, no, bad it's news situation. the last year's salary. So, oh, okay. So it'll be the, yeah, the average of those salaries and those numbers have all been released to this point. So the NFL and NFLPA and the agents all know what those numbers are. Um, and then and then that's what it what it is. Um, it, it's also important to note they can still negotiate a new deal just because a team uses a franchise tag. They can still negotiate a new deal if they get that done. Um, 
you know, at some point, but this protects them to be able to not go out on the free market, you know, and have solicitations from other teams. Did we talk about Tannehill's deal or we just talked about Brady? We talked about it. Okay, I'm sorry. I was uh, doing two other things. Um, yeah, I guess. Do you think that was more like they're really committed to him or they felt like they had no shot at Brady? Was that the deal? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I don't know that they say, hey, Tannehill's leading us to the promised land. I don't know how much behind closed doors they really feel like that, even they're saying that. But I, I think ultimately they said, hey, he got it done. Let's not let's not go rock the boat and have to spend you know thirty five million a year on Brady um, and get him. Let's just take Tannehill because he's better than what we feel like. What other what other options are out there? You yeah. know, based on what we need. Fair point. All right. Well, listen, a lot of moving parts, and we need to probably get you on here in the not too distant future, Chris, if you've got time. Because I imagine with this fluid situation, things will have changed again in the next couple of weeks. So, Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, appreciate the time very much, man. Good luck with everything.